Hey folks, Brendan from Blue Light here, and today I'm going to do another podcast stroke video. So if you're listening to this, amazing, welcome back to the Blue Light podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, then welcome to another one of my videos where I explain to you some of the techniques that you can utilize to help succeed, not just in the police recruitment process, but for those of you who are also looking to get promoted or you're in service and you're going for a specialist interview. Uh, that's what this one today is for, because in vogue at this moment in time for promotion boards for some strange reason i don't get why they were popular in the 90s and then in the noughties they stopped becoming popular and now they're popular again uh, is the forward-facing question so that's what we're going to deal with today forward-facing questions these aren't questions that say things like can you tell me about a time when they're the sort of questions that say how would you deal with so let me give you some examples here that i've just jotted down now um how would you ensure your team delivered performance how would you deal with an officer that is underperforming how would you deal with inappropriate behavior how would you form relationships and collaborate with partner organizations um, and these are some for potential recruits how would you add value in respect of the challenge the forces the forces facing um, how would you deal with inappropriate behavior? You could get asked that one as a potential recruit. And uh, how would you go about effectively engaging with members of the community? That could be for any position, potential recruit, PC to sergeant. And of course, they're expecting an answer that's at the right level with the right sort of detail in it as well. So one of the things that a lot of people are wrestling with is what sort of structure can I utilize for a forward-facing question? Well, it's pretty much exactly the same structure that you'd utilize for a backwards-facing question. We're just going to morph it a little bit so that it makes sense when you actually deliver the answer. So last night in the Enforce Advancement Group workshops, um, we actually practiced this. We actually played around with this model that I put together, and it seemed to go down really well. Now, the Enforce Advancement Group is uh, a weekly meeting, of serving officers where we practice promotion board questions, specialist interview questions. Last night we also looked at some application form. It was an application form for a PC who's going for a neighbourhood role. Um, the majority of the people in it at the moment are people who are going for a promotion, but it's for anyone who wants to further their career. Because remember, this is the thing that came out last night with the application form, is this individual wants to be on a neighbourhood, but most of the evidence that they gave as to their abilities, again, the competency and values framework was very response framed so about 80% of it was all very response type policing only 20% of it was the sort of thing that the neighborhood inspector who's probably going to be doing the marking is actually looking for so you need to spin it around the other way around so 80% of it would need to be the sort of things that are going to get the inspector thinking Ooh, right they've been involved in closure orders oh, that's interesting so they're involved with mental health teams and social services as opposed to some stop and search or some great use of taser or whatever it might be some very response thing so the way to ensure that your application form succeeds is to cut your cloth at an earlier opportunity and start looking for those opportunities. Anyway, I'm going off at a big tangent, aren't I? This is about forward-facing questions. Get to the point, Brendan. So if you are watching this, you'll see I've got my trusty whiteboard next to me. This, these are the actual notes from last night. This is what we put together. And everyone was of the opinion that this model is going to nail it. It's going to nail it. So what we start off by doing is saying why this particular behavior um, issue is important. 
not just to the police, but to the communities that the police are a part of. So we're setting out our sort of argument as to why I would really want to do this well. Why is this important? So that's your first part of your answer. And then from there, we're just going to use the SAL method of answering a question, except instead of us answer, using it to answer a question, which is, tell me about a time when, we're going to utilise it to talk about a future thing that you will do. So one of the things that we decided would be useful to do is to actually create a situation. So the S of SALQ stands for situation. So... The question that we played around with last night was, uh, how would you ensure that your team delivered in respect of performance? And this was a PC to sergeant, but equally it could be sergeant to inspector as well. And so we, the officer who I was working with on this one came up with in how in her force, uh, one of the big performance issues is criminal file submissions that are below the benchmark standard. And this is something which is a high priority for their force. Um, and she talked about the why. Why is this important? Well, victims don't get justice as fast as they should do. Officers get frustrated because there's too much toing and froing between the prosecution service and the police. Um, witnesses, you're having to go back to witnesses and take new statements. Um, so she explained very well why this was important. So by creating that situation, what she actually said was, I've got something I can hang my hat on now. And that's uh, her exact words. I've got something I can hang my hat on. Because if you're talking about how you're going to deliver performance with something that's, well, you haven't got anything to talk about, how you're just generally going to deliver performance, then I don't think your answer is going to be as specific as it could be. So create the situation, no matter what it might be, create the situation. For example, the situation I'm going to use is underperformance in respect of file submission. So now we can talk about what your aim is and what the aim would be is to uh, to ensure, well, initially, she said, the officer said that uh, I'd want to make sure that all my officers hit the benchmark. And then we thought, well, is that what an awesome sergeant would aspire to? No, an awesome sergeant would aspire to everyone hitting the benchmark and some. So what we came up with was benchmark plus. You see that there on the board, benchmark plus. And then talking about the different options that she could consider to deliver that aim. Um, and then talking about the actions. So what we decided to do here was to make it very much officer-focused and officer-centric. And this says something about the, your leadership style. So as opposed to directing officers to do something, which you can do, you know, sometimes officers need direction, they need to be told, I want you to do this today, or by the end of today, you need to have done. There's nothing wrong with that. But with something like this, you're trying to enable a team to improve their performance over time. And it's not going to happen simply by you saying, make sure all your files are submitted according to the benchmark. You could say that until you're blue in the face. It won't work. I know that. I've been a sergeant and inspector for oh, the, two, the two ranks combined. It's got to be about 20 years. I know that if you just tell people, improve your way of doing things, it's not going to work. You need to be the sergeant who is not just directing here. You need to be the sergeant that's enabling people to learn, to improve their skills. So how are you going to do that? Well, we came up with this method. Actually, we didn't come up with that. I sort of came up with it and uh, asked the officer these questions to see whether she thought it would work in a forward-facing question. 
So the first action was to discover what's already good in the team. Discover who is already awesome at final preparation. Who's already doing something that's good? What is it that this team is doing in respect of file submission that's good? So what you're doing is you're getting people into the right mood here. Because if you just berate them all the time, they're just going to get really unhappy at work and performance is going to keep slipping because they're just being berated. Every time they come into work, they're just being berated about something else that's gone wrong, something they're not doing right. And it's not a very good culture to be in. It's not a good culture to be in. I've had bosses like that in my past where I've just thought, oh God, not again. Come on, focus on something that's good. Try it. Ask people, um, just try this as an exercise. Ask some of your colleagues or some of your friends, um, can you tell me about some of the problems that you've got at the moment? And they'll tell you. And then ask them how they're feeling on a scale of 1 to 10. So tell me how you're feeling on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is awful and 10 is, I'm feeling really good, actually. I'm feeling really good. I guarantee it'll be around a 2 or a 3. It's a really simple way of depressing people. Get them to talk about problems. So if you get them to talk about something that's working well, something that's already successful, something that they can be proud of, and that's a really easy question to ask. Tell me about something that you've done over the past few weeks that you're really proud of. Tell me about something that's gone well in respect of file submission. And they'll tell you. And then ask them the question. So how do you feel at the moment on a scale of 1 to 10? Where 1 is awful and 10 is, I'm feeling really good. I guarantee it'll be around a seven or an eight. It could even be higher if they're telling you about something that they were so proud of, something that went so, so well. So we're going to focus on the things that are working well. So we're going to get them to talk about those things. And then the next question we can ask is, so if we could build on everything that's going well, if we could improve on everything that's going well, what would this team's performance be like in respect of file submission in six months' time? What would the ideal be in six months' time? If there were no barriers and we could wave a magic wand, what would it be like in six months' time? And we bounced, around, we bounced this idea around and decided that the officers would probably say things like, I'd have more time to actually get out there and do my job. I wouldn't get, be getting complaints. Um, I wouldn't be having disgruntled victims and witnesses calling me to say, why is this case not gone to court yet? And the biggest thing was, I'd be able to get out there and do my job without all of this admin that's hassling me all the time. Brilliant. Okay, so that's what improvement looks like. So, as opposed to the sergeant saying, well, there's things we can do here to make that happen, like um, I'll demonstrate to you on a one-to-one, peer-to-peer mentoring, have a spot, a specific point of contact. If you're not in the police yet, you'll you'll soon discover that the police have more spots than Star Trek. Um, External partners coming in to show you how to do it. Uh, So those are all all the ideas the PC who we were working with last night came up with. But if you then direct those officers to do those things, to uh, reach that vision for the future, again, you're telling them, you're telling them what to do. And they're likely to push back or forget about it or not do it, or they might do it. It's a bit of a gamble, really, because they don't own the problem. They don't own the solutions. 
So now they've described what success looks like, the next question we're going to ask is more a more appreciative question. And, and this model comes from the world of something called appreciative inquiry, if you want to look it up. It's an organisational development model which is used by British Airways and a lot of the bigger organisations. And I've used it in the police and I've used it in community building as well, um, community engagement and problem solving. Treating the community as an organisation. So... As opposed to the sergeant saying, "This is the, these are the things we're going to do, the next question to your team is going to be, right, so if that's what success looks like, how are we going to get there? What are your ideas about what would work to enable us to get to that point? And what the officer last night said was they'd probably say things like uh, one-to-one coaching, uh, peer-to-peer mentoring, an external partner coming in, um, having someone that's really good on the team as a spark that you could go to, um, having the time to actually do the things that are needed to make sure that the the submission is perfect first time. So they're going to come up with the ideas. So the next question from the sergeant is, well, what do I need to do then to create the conditions, the environment to enable that to happen? So if they just want time, it's really easy. This is within the gift of the sergeant. The sergeant can just choose an overlap, make sure that the sergeants either side are aware that they're doing something to either improve their skills or they're doing something to make sure all the files are updated or they've got an external partner coming in. And then let comms know that, you know, unless an aeroplane falls out the sky, we're not available. Make sure the inspector's aware as well. Do you think you're going to get any, get any kickback from the inspector? No way. You're going to have an inspector thinking, that's awesome. You mean the PCs came up with all these ideas and all you're doing is enabling those ideas to happen? <laughs> wow, happy days. Um, so, but the, the reason why this will work better is because the constables own the solutions. And all the sergeant's doing is creating the environment that allows those solutions to thrive. Does that make sense? It's a bit of a hard concept to get your head around if you're so used to fixing problems all the time, which the police tend to be very good at. I mean, I'm not saying there's not room to fix problems, but what I am saying is that the, the solutions to many of the problems exist within the team. How many times, if you're a serving police officer, have you said things like, do you know what the bosses really need to do? They need to do X, Y, and Z. Do you know if I was the superintendent, I'd be doing a, I'd be doing A, B, and C at this moment in time. This system we've got at the moment is rubbish. What they really need to do is, you've got the solutions. It's the sergeant's job to create the environment for those solutions to thrive and become reality. If you own the solution, you are more likely to deliver it than if you're told to do it. Does that make sense? And that is the whole, you know, that's the crux of appreciative inquiry is that you, that the team will organically find the solutions to problems because they're the ones at the call face. They're the ones that instinctively know what's going to work and what isn't going to work. So now all we need to do uh, in terms of, um, you know, that, that's, that's the result. We've got the learning part of SAL now. So learning, how are we going to apply learning to a forward-facing question? Well, all the sergeant needs to do now is check in once a week. Just check in once a week with the team and just ask the question. Those solutions that you came up with in terms of file submission, improving file submission, how's it going? How's it going? And you can ask this question on one-to-one as well. So how's it going? And if they say things like, well, we had that two hours, Sarge, but you weren't there. And as soon as the two hours started, uh, comms were in touch um, asking us to attend jobs. Right. 
the sergeant's job now is to again create that environment and make sure that this time comms don't bother them unless like i said plane falls out the sky murder you know something really really serious happens so now we can talk about what the result will be this is a sort of knowledge and understanding what will the result be and so the sergeant described the result would be that um would hit that benchmark plus officers would be happier that have more time to focus on the things that are actually important without getting bogged down in admin and this would have a knock-on effect in terms of other areas of performance as well like stop and search and uh, arrests and bringing people to justice that need bringing to justice in that particular area uh, and other things that might doing in, might need doing in terms of improving their skills so there's your answer folks forward-facing question forward-facing question using the same model all you're doing is making sure that the action part is appropriate for the question so if it was challenging inappropriate behavior you do use kudsa if it was an underperforming officer again you'd use kudsa um, if it was about building up relationships with other partners you'd be using the emotional bank account and um if it's about improving community engagement, you'd be using the eight-step intensive engagement process. So there's all sorts of different systems and processes that you can explain in your action phase, depending on the type of question you're going to get. Now, I know for some of you, you're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, that's far too much to take in. And it does seem a bit daunting to start with, but the more you practice this, and the more you prepare using a structured approach, the better you're going to be on the day. And you are going to outperform everyone else. I guarantee if you use that structure to answer the question, how would you ensure that your team delivers performance in the future? You will absolutely nail it. You'll have the interviewer who will be a chief inspector or superintendent. They'll be falling off their chairs. They'll be falling off their chairs because you're delivering this structured approach which is well thought out, which is delivered with detail, which covers the why, it covers how you're going to do it, and it covers what the result's going to be and what that actually means to the team and the organisation. So there you go, folks. Forward-facing questions. Easy. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, it's not that easy, Brendan. Well, listen, nothing's ever easy to start with, is it? When you first got on a bike, were you perfect riding a bike? No, you fell off a few times. So we're... You know, your first time you try this, it's not going to be perfect. Actually, it's going to be imperfect. And that's what we focus on. As long as we've got this this culture of momentum, of moving forwards, of taking action on a daily basis, actually taking imperfect action, imperfect action, and recognizing the fact that it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to need improving. But if you're doing that on a daily basis and you're practicing on a daily basis and you're doing one thing every day that's taking you to closer to your goal, then happy days. You've got a culture of momentum and you've built it up among your, within yourself and you will succeed. You will succeed. That just makes so much sense, doesn't it? You can't argue with that, can you? You can't argue with it preparation practice we prepare and practice and rehearse so that on the day we come across as being confident and we deliver structured detailed uh, answers in a very conversational way a passionate conversation indeed a passionate and enthusiastic conversation so folks the place to practice it's the enforce advancement group if you're a serving police officer and you want to join that group there's a link below 
It's only £4.99 a month. You get access to a a two-hour weekly interactive webinar. You get access to explainer videos and also guidance sheets on how to do things like this. For £4.99, that's cheaper than any dirty refs you're ever going to buy, isn't it? Anyway, folks, um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you've got any questions, please do let me know. Uh, If you're watching this on Facebook or uh, YouTube, I hope you've enjoyed this video. Uh, Links below uh, guide you towards all sorts of awesome things like the Facebook groups for serving officers, uh, the Facebook group for potential recruits, all sorts of great stuff. Please do come and join the Blue Light community and I shall see you very soon. Bye-bye for now.